0: Hi, everyone. It's Reverend Molly at A Common Sense Approach to the Bible. Let me pray for you. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over anyone who's listening to this podcast. Father, please refresh their souls and let there be one thing that they learned from this today that they didn't know before they tuned in. In Jesus' name, I ask and pray. Amen. Amen. The year was 1971 and I know that that seems like a really long time ago to most of you, but to me, you know, I grew up at that time. So it doesn't seem so far displaced for me, but it, I was, it was 1971 and I was a sophomore at St. Albans High School in St. Albans, West Virginia and students began gathering in small groups around the bases of trees studying and talking about the Bible. And my best friend, I'll never forget her, invited me to come, you know, at lunchtime. And I'm thinking, well, that's weird. Why would I study the Bible? It's lunchtime. Like, I'm going to take my break before afternoon classes. But that was not the only thing. To me... I'm thinking, why aren't you in church where you should be studying the Bible? Why are you out here doing it? And you all are just behaving kind of weird. It seemed kind of hippie, you know, in its nature and in my heart. I mean, the big hippie movement, you know, free love and flower power and all that stuff, you know, had just, you know, several years before... Bloomed and um, I just thought it was weird, it wasn't me, but I can tell you after years of struggling and fighting against God, I mean, it was God who was using my friend to get me to come and be with them, but after years of fighting against different people asking me to come and you know. Bring me into his fold all the way, which I didn't get what what was going on. I didn't know God could speak to you that way. And after leaving just tons of destruction in my path, you know, I finally surrendered my life to Christ all the way. I thought, well, I've tried everything else. I know I'm going to have to give up my life and give up some stuff that I don't want to do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That was always it for me. It was flesh. It was like, I guess I'm going to have to give up, you know, being happy and give up whatever to follow God. And, but after I did that, my whole heart was lightened. Did my troubles go away right away? No. But there was something in me that was different that helped me want to rise up and do life a different way. I felt cleaner. I felt hopeful. I felt like, well, you know, I mean, it really came down to the point in my life, honestly, and I'd had shock treatments for depression and it came down to my life. Finally, where it's like, you know what? If he is more than I thought that he was, I'm going to find out because I'm not going to live like this anymore. I don't want to live down here like this anymore. I'm done. I'm ruining people's lives. I'm ruining my own life. I'm terribly unhappy. I don't know why. I always had the components around me, though, to let you know this, to be so happy. My first mother-in-law asked me one time, one morning, she said, why aren't you happy? And I said, I don't know. She said, well, you better find out or you're going to lose your husband. Well, and I did. I was just self-destructing. But I was complaining all the way through it as well. And none of it was good. So after surrendering my life to Jesus Christ, it was many years later when I found out that there was a um, 24-hour Christian television when, we moved, when my daughter and I moved from Richmond, Virginia to Wilmington, North Carolina. And they were, you know, talking about the Jesus Movement. And there were documentaries on it. And I started looking at the people's lives individually who were a part of this movement. And it was stunning to my heart. Just stunning. And it was called the Jesus Movement. Now, today there's a movie entitled Jesus Revolution. And that's what it was about. And I discovered at that time in America, there was a bona fide move of God. The Holy Spirit, those touched by the Holy Spirit impacted not only their lives, many came out of this movement. You know, Amy Grant was one of them, but Keith Green was a a big icon in this pioneer movement of Jesus Christ. And all they wanted to do was talk about Jesus and sing about Jesus. And it was just so counter culture at that time that a lot of people thought it was weird, but a lot of people didn't and God raised up pastors. One of them was Chuck Smith to help shepherd the sheep. It was just, it's the whole thing was amazing. And for years, people have been praying about another move of God. You know, send revival. And people would put up signs on churches, come for revival. And I'm like, you can't manufacture a revival. Number one, it's sovereign. It's initiated from God. It's not initiated from man. And um, at this time in America... There is what we've called, and I think many and most people have heard about it. It's the Asbury Revival, and it began on February the eighth, and it seems like this is another outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, at the Asbury um, College, has had other outpourings in the past as well, but I can tell you, God's knocking on our doors again. And I heard a man who is a self-proclaimed prophet of God. And I have to be very careful when I say this because I'm not saying that God doesn't touch people to bring forth words for people and words of knowledge. But to be a true prophet of God is something um, the characteristics to me are like Jeremiah. They're like Elijah. Elijah. Um, God used mighty women of God, Deborah in the Bible. Um, but we have to be very careful who we call prophets and apostles of God. One of the key components of being an apostle is that you really actually, you know, saw Jesus Christ. But we have to be very careful about these labels in the times that we're living in. Um, I would never dub anyone with a title like that ever. Unless the Holy Spirit told me that they're real and they really are a prophet of God, bringing forth a word of God. You know, think of John the Baptist. You know, he was a prophet of God and he prepared the way for the Lord to come. And he was a very different individual. Most of them um, are in the Bible. That's what we go by. What is in the Bible? But this move of God that started at Asbury College on February the 8th, you know, hindsight is going to tell us if this was another big bona fide move of God. And I believe that it was because people have been coming from all over the world to this college. And it has died down due to the college kind of like dying it down. Now, whether they did that, Based on the promptings of the Holy Spirit, or whether they have squelched the Holy Spirit, that remains to be seen. But it has broken out on other campuses. They wanted to, like, move it to somewhere else. Like, move the revival to somewhere else. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't know about that. And I don't. And I don't think a lot of other people do either. And for those who really say that they know that this is what's happening, and this is what's happening, I'm like, well, you know, Have you heard that from the Father? Have you fasted and prayed and sought his will? And is that what is truly going on? We're not going to know for a while. But that's okay. I think that it's important to know that God is on the throne. Jesus Christ is really real. The Holy Spirit wants to come and indwell your heart. Jesus said that my Father and I are going to come and and we'll make our home with you. But you have to allow the Lord to come in and do that. And it is supernatural. Um, God has carved out a place in our hearts just for him. And until we find rest in that, we're still fighting against things and we're still struggling against things. And if you're always seeming to push against everything and it's not good and it's not right, there's something in your heart that hasn't been totally surrendered to the Father. And I can tell you that from experience experience. It's only been honestly in the last year where it's been completely um totally surrendered through my heart. And I've been walking this walk for a really long time. I've been doing a lot of work for the kingdom. But I'm telling you in that work, it's almost like a Mary and Martha thing. It's like, you know, it's like Martha, Martha, you're so busy doing so much stuff. You know, and Mary was just sitting at his feet. You know, that got the Lord's attention. So be careful, you know, whether you're male or female is irrelevant. It's your spirit. It's your heart that the Holy Spirit wants. He wants to just consume you. The Bible says, if you'll lose your life to me, then you're going to find it. And that was a key scripture for me. If I lose my life to you, then I'll find it. I'm like, my God, am I going to have to die? And in essence, you have to die to that old self. It's not about you anymore. It's not about the way you used to think and do things and behave and act and treat people. It's about the way Jesus wants you to behave and act and treat people and the only way you're going to learn that is to get in the Word of God. And I've told people for years, if you do nothing else but find out what Jesus did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, while God was here on this earth through Jesus Christ, it'll be enough. Trust me. So, the following poem, after I'd watched several documentaries on the Jesus movement in the seventies, the following poem just started flowing out of my heart. And I was really stunned after learning concretely what had occurred. I was just like stunned. And I wish I hadn't accepted the invitation from my junior high best friend because it severed our friendship. Unfortunately, she, I just thought she was weird and off on some weirdness. And I thought, I'm not going that way. And I was wrong. And years later, I wrote a letter to her. She lived in France. And I wrote a letter to her apologizing for not listening to her. It was one of the biggest mistakes of my whole entire life. So don't discount people coming to you and telling you about Jesus. If they're doing that, they love you. But more importantly, God loves you. And he wants you in the kingdom. You know, that good old 2020. Hallelujah. You can always look back and see the truth. But the move of God, the Jesus movement, wasn't conjured up. It wasn't fabricated. And it showed that God loved everybody, no matter what they looked like. It was a grassroots movement by the Holy Spirit that impacted our nation. You know, Scripture says in John 3, 8, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. And so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So the Asbury Revival, is it another true bona fide outpouring of the Holy Spirit? I think it is. Yes. So if the Holy Spirit's calling you again, don't be foolish like I was. Answer the call for the lives that will depend on your willingness to surrender all. And this poem is dedicated to the pioneers of the Jesus movement by Molly Malvern Painter. I pick up my pen. I begin. I want to tell the story of a brave and courageous group of kids. They loved the Lord so much that they gave their hearts to sing the songs. They would tell of his mighty grace, his forgiveness and of his love. That abounds. It didn't matter what others would say. It didn't matter that most places turned them away. They would sing praises to their king. Anywhere. Anytime. It wasn't for the money. Or for their their glory. It was because God Almighty had called them. To tell a story. Of how much he loves us all. Of salvation. Of the redeeming power. Of his only son's spilled blood. Of the highest price ever paid by anyone so we could come home. Walking by faith, they set out to fulfill the call on their lives to give honor to God, not mankind. Where are they now? They are still singing the songs to anyone who will listen, to anyone that comes along. What did they receive for such obedience? eternal life with the author and finisher of their undying faith. That was 25 years ago. The pioneers of the Jesus movement. Eve of destruction rolls through my mind as I put down my pen. Tears start rolling down my face as I realize what an excellent time in America it must have been. But more importantly, how a group of kids just wanted to sing about their Lord and King. And how they would give everything for the Son of Man, because he had died for them. This is Reverend Molly at A Common Sense Approach to the Bible. God bless you all so much. Is God calling you in?